What's up, everybody? I am Robert Carton Jr. I'm Chrissy Branson. And I'm Seth Sheehy. And welcome to How to Be a Boss, the podcast to help you not only be a boss in business, but a boss in your life as well. This episode, we're going to be talking about something that is very important, which is, you know, having the right people in your life and on your team. But before we get to that, the first episode has been released and there have been some reactions. So I'll start off with this. Like, you guys have any thoughts about the first episode? Anybody say anything to you? Because I've had some comments made to me. Like what? Seth's grandmother said that she loved the episode. Shout out to Miss Debbie, my new step grandma hey, debbie <laughs> i know she's probably listening um hey, grandma. <laughs> and i have we've also received a few messages on facebook i wouldn't call them trolls but i think they were just trying to get attention okay from of course we're running an ad about the podcast and yeah the we title love the trolls. yeah the title of course you know it's how to be a boss and someone responded i already was i'm retired now Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not looking at that one as a troll. I think they just wanted a little bit of <laughs> <Yeah>. attention. <laughs> well, hey, shout out to the person who said that. Yeah, like you've well, mastered. You stay with us. <laughs> you've mastered being a boss in your Maybe business. Maybe we can now. invite them. I'm down for as it. I don't know where they live, Later. but <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, right. then we had another one that said, "I just yell at them until they do what I want them to do." And I feel that's like that's not the right thing to do. That's that is some. That is some advice ma'am or sir no sir no sir you need to stick around and listen because that's not the way to make it happen no not at all. i've been mm. here for a year and i've never heard chrissy yell once no no i don't even think i've ever heard you like raise your voice or anything i don't have to that's true you do have, have like a very i don't want to say demanding demeanor but like your demeanor demands respect high expectations yes yeah and so that's why me and seth be afraid to do stuff (laughs) be afraid to ask you questions sometimes well that's okay that's okay all right chrissy so in the first episode we talked about having people with like-minded goals around so how did you get to the point where you were able to do it Uh, A lot of trial and error. (laughs) Um, So starting out, I didn't really have that um, intuition, if you will. So it was just kind of like, I need people. Let's try somebody who seems like they might be a good fit and we can get rid of them later if needed. Um, So there was a lot of getting rid of them later if needed because (laughs) when you do things like that, like you try to force this person um, into a role that doesn't necessarily work for them. So at this point in the game, I kind of, um, I guess I've taken like what the perfect person is for that position. Like for the sales team, for instance, we have a lot of good examples now. So I kind of like made a list of what works, what doesn't, what did these people have in the beginning and what did we develop in them after they were hired? And those are the things that I look for, like what what do they have coming in the door before they even like know what we have going on? What personality do they have? What kind of drive they have? What motivates them? Those kind of questions are what I ask. Um, so at this point, I don't even hire for skill necessarily. I mean, aside from like you guys, y'all needed, you know, some editing skills and like <laughs> the basic stuff. But 
um, you know, for positions like reception or the sales floor or, you know, like um, assistant positions, stuff like that. Um, really just hire for, for personality and culture instead of skill because those are the things that mesh well together and make the team work. And then the skill we just develop along the way. So it's like skill you can skill you can learn. Personality is something that you just have. Right. Yeah. And I think that over time people's personality changes. So mm. there's obviously like nobody's perfect coming in the door and nobody's mm. perfect leaving either. So on that journey, like you you go through these experiences with each other and that um, you know, conflict that happens or the thing that, you know, may just rub people the wrong way or whatever those interactions are. They kind of um, bring people closer on the other side because those are things that we know are going to happen. So when they do happen, we try to mitigate. So like if two people have an issue, um, we get them away from everybody as as quick as possible to talk it out. Um, And that's another big thing, I think, is the communication. Um, If people are scared of having conversations that are tough, then they're not going to mesh well on any team. So I think that that's something that really a lot of people these days struggle with because you can easily get behind a keyboard and say what you want to say and not have to face the consequences of it. So right out out the gate, I like to make sure that everybody knows, hey, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in front of people if needed. Um, We're not going to talk about each other behind our backs. Like, let's just get to the root of the problem, figure out what works as a solution and move on. Because if you can't do that, you're going to have problems that fester in the team. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned folks that like to get behind the keyboard because folks do like to consume a little bit of keyboard courage and then talk slick, (laughs) but won't say it to your face. We look like nerds (laughs) when you get in front of you. But uh, can you think of any, and you don't have to say any names, <laughs> can you think of any moments where like it was the defining moment where you realized this specific person, hey, this is not working out or, yes. and like, how did you handle that? Okay. How do you handle those situations? So first and foremost, I never make rash decisions. So if something happens I don't say anything out of anger ever. I I walk away. I think about it for a minute and I I get my together so that I can handle the situation accordingly. Um, There have been several instances where, you know, it's an ongoing problem. Mm -hmm. And unless somebody does something just terrible, I always like to confront them, have a meeting about it. This is what you're doing this is what you should be doing and this is why. So I feel like anybody, um, everybody knows what is good or bad. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, even if you're doing something wrong, you know it's wrong, right? But people like to push boundaries from the time that they're children. Like, that's just how human nature is. So I feel like by setting that clear boundary and saying this is what's expected and you have gone past the boundary, and this is why we're not going over there because it's how it affects you and the team. Um, once I have that conversation, if it keeps happening, they got to go. Because those boundaries keep us, you know, functioning well as a team. And, and we're all here for one reason and one reason only. 
Um, even though we do all like each other most of the time, we're here to make money. Like everybody who gets employed here, they don't show up because they like us. They show up because they want to support themselves, support a family. They want to be able to live their best life once they leave here. And so that's what I'm here for too. You know, I like as much as I love you guys, if you're not helping the big picture and helping everybody move forward, if you're getting in the way, then you got to go. So I think as far as defining moments, it's something that happens over time. Um, and like I said, unless it's like a, hey, you have really messed up, you know, like fraud or, wow. you know, <laughs> doing something crazy. Like if you were to punch somebody in the face, obviously you got to go. So like being just, you know, crazy. <laughs> That's just no, no, why not? We ain't doing that. You've never had anybody punch anybody in the face, have you? No, no. Um, <laughs> thank God, not here. No, I mean, prior to working here, like prior to opening up AAT, <laughs> I, I worked in some environments that were a little crazy, and there was stuff that went on that. Like I would never tolerate here. <laughs> so thank God I I try to eliminate all that crazy stuff prior to hiring anybody. I so now that we've talked about like the negative <laughs> impacts of having the wrong people, right? How does having the right people like around affect business? So when we put the right person in the right position, they thrive and they want to do well because they're winning. So I think that when you have a winning environment and you have somebody who's winning personally and, um, you know, constantly having success or working towards these little goals that add up to a big picture, um, the business thrives. So instead of me from the top having to push people to get somewhere, they're pulling me. They're like, hey, we're, we're ready to go. What are we doing next? Mm -hmm. So I think that having multiple people rolling towards you know, the same direction, you go so much faster. Mm -hmm. And it's not like one person is having to carry the weight. It's everybody working together to get to that success. I also think, you know, when you have the right person on your team, like when they succeed, it makes everyone else around them want to succeed. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's like a motivator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in a winning environment, when you got people around you who are winning, you want to win too. Mm hmm you know, and then the opposite of that holds true too. Like if you have people who are like, Bleh, when they come up, show up to work, it, it affects everybody. So mm -hmm. you want to make sure that not only do you put the right people in the right place, but you have to, you have to like encourage that throughout the day. So if everybody was winning, but we were quiet about it, then that wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, it would, it would be harder. So combining those people with just like celebrating all the time, mm -hmm. it just makes work fun and it makes everybody do what they're here to do oh yeah it definitely makes work fun and like even in my own personal life with my business it's like being around y'all kind of it inspired me to you know raise my prices because mm -hmm. you're worth more than that Seth. you know your worth so you also mentioned we've talked about this before but the fact that you don't treat you don't look at the team as like a family yeah <sighs> <laughs> no, I do not. Can you like elaborate on that just a little bit more? Because I know there's some folks that's like, you know, my we're a team, we're a family, we yeah. have to work together, but you kind of look at it differently. I yeah, do. I almost looked up and said that at one I day. Do. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so here's my thing. And no offense to any of my family who's listening to us right now, but (laughs) most people's families are dysfunctional. I don't know about you guys, but my family's crazy. Like the dynamic (laughs) is not is counterproductive sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that kind of conflict, while on the other side of that, sometimes people grow closer. Uh, that is not what I want in a business. I, I'm constantly, you know, at odds with my sibling or like, you know, don't necessarily agree with what my mom says to do. Like stuff like that. You don't, you don't want that vibe at work. We're a team. Like we have one goal, which is to show up and make sure that when we walk out the door, we can have whatever we want. So, um, yeah, the family dynamic mixed into that just would not work at all. I absolutely, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because like, it's like family, family you're stuck with. You're but stuck with them, yeah. Your, your team are the people that you choose. Yes. The team, so like I feel like, you know, if you take an NFL team, for <clears> instance, <throat> if you have these people who are in these positions and one of those team members that aren't doing what they're supposed to, you pull them, you put somebody else in there. Mm-hmm. A family, you're stuck with. You just have to make it work. And, you know, a team, you're putting people who are the most efficient in each position to make sure that the team wins. And you can't necessarily do that with family. (laughs) So I just, I feel like those two things um, are are not, they're not the same. Mm -hmm. Conflict, just it, it halts production. And I think any business, you have to have momentum to keep going. And you build off of that momentum. So if you win on day one of the month, it's real easy to to go into day two winning. But once you get on a losing streak, it's very easy to keep yourself there. And I think that any type of personal issue that goes on in the office, um, that it, it halts production immediately. It halts the momentum. And then you have to, to mm-hmm. kick everybody back in high gear to get back up to that. And then it takes longer to yeah. get the job done. And then it's like, I've noticed since I've been here, like we do a bunch of team building exercises. Mm-hmm. And that's where that comes into play. Yeah. I, uh, I like to make sure that if there is something going on, because you are, like, everybody here is a human. We're not robots. Um, so there's going to be things that we don't necessarily like about each other's personality, but we have to still be able to work together and get the job done. So I usually use team building either when we're all winning together and everybody's on the same page just to kind of, like, you know, nail that in. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something that I see start happening, let's nip it in the bud. Let's do something where basically I become the common enemy. You know, like nobody wants to be doing the thing. Maybe it's something weird or something like, you know, where everybody's like, oh God, this again. But when I become the common enemy, everybody works together. Um, Not just saying like, I'm I'm not cracking the whip just so anybody who's not working here is listening. (laughs) Like I'm not doing weird stuff like that. But like just putting everybody together in an obstacle course or like separating everybody into teams and like blindfolding somebody and making the other person lead them or like doing, you know, paper tower activities or something that just brings everybody together that is not directly work related, but still has all of the characteristics of work. Like 
you know, making sure that you are thinking outside the box or being creative or leading the team or being a good follower, all those things. So that's where that comes into play. And I feel the need to clarify that I love my family. <laughs> just, You're stuck just, on that. I, I was listening to you, but there was a part in the back of my mind that's like, I hope no one like misunderstood yeah, that. I love not. my family. It's just, <laughs> and we love each other. We always will. It's just yeah. sometimes, you know, cousins don't always get along, but we right. will always be there for each other. Robert felt but, better, but hey, well, no, like, here's <laughs> the way my mind was processing it was that, you know, with family, and things like that. Like you can have moments where you disagree. Right. Yeah. And you can argue and fight and all that stuff. But yeah. you know, deep down there's still like a love there. There's a, a a permanent connection no matter what. Yes. If you're in a work environment and you have a moment where it's like you don't get along with a person, like if me and Seth got into an argument, which we we don't do. We fuss with each other, but it, that's different. Hated <laughs> debate is the word. <laughs> it's all it's yeah. yeah. I listen it's, to it. It's debate. Yeah, there are there are debates, <laughs> yeah. but you know we still get along. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but in like those environments, like if there was a moment where we wouldn't get along, and I don't ever see that happening, but just in case, like that interrupts our productivity yeah. and and production and creativity, and so I can absolutely understand, you know, trying to be like the devil's advocate in mm -hmm. those moments. Yeah. Because that ne that negatively not just affects the business, but it affects everyone else everyone. on the team. Because I feel like eventually it gets to a point where people start choosing sides yes. and they start hanging out more with one person than the other. And then there's a divide and then there's more issues than there should have been at the beginning. Yes. And I think that, again, that clear communication is, is key here uh, and being able to just resolve conflict quickly. Because that is the worst. If two people are having an issue and then they start trying to get people on their side, because that's like what everybody does. That's high school drama. That's where it stems from. Like from the time we're young, that's what we, we want people to agree with us. We want to be right. And so we do that by just like bringing other people into the conflict that have nothing to do with it at all. And then they feel, you know, like they can't be friends or can't talk to this one person because they're friends with you. And like that just literally divides the team to where you have two different entities happening and you can't work together doing that. So it, it not only makes people choose sides, but it also creates this weird vibe that like you're scared to talk to somebody or you're scared to keep that communication flowing with this opposite group or this person over here that has nothing to do with this crazy whatever i mean it's silly it really is and people who um people who do that are broke <laughs> seriously especially it's here true. like if you if you come to work with this personal like thing going on that's your priority especially on the sales floor you're going home broke that day mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to have that kind of teamwork relationship that needs to happen with anybody mm -hmm. you will literally put that silly personal drama in the way of you making money, like willingly, you'll be like, I don't want to talk to this person. So I'm not going to sell their stuff or I'm not going to find them anything. And you, you put that in the way of your money. And that's crazy. to me. Yeah. And so, I did enjoy like one of the recent team building activities that we did playing Scrabble. Okay. But yeah. that's because it forced us to like have to work with each other. Yeah. 
like the way we did it was we put well not we but chrissy had <laughs> scrabble letters put on these gloves and we had to take pictures making words and the only way you could really like get points is you had to team up with other people to make the words because you would get random letters i had e and t right i can't make a word with e and t by right. themselves E T. Yeah, well, that's that doesn't count. That's <laughs> shout that out count. to BSU for that education. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Speaking of, Seth just graduated <laughs> this last weekend, so let's take a minute to congratulate Seth. Yay! Thank you, college y'all. graduate. Yeah. The pictures of him walking across the stage will be on Facebook. Look them up. Yes, love that. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got on the topic of communication. Amongst the team, mm-hmm. in terms of communication in the structure of the team, is there anyone that you look towards that's inspired the way you structure the team? Um, if I'm being honest, I pull information from a lot of places. I feel like in today's age, you have not just the people around you to look at for like mentorship, but you can literally just like information from the richest people in the world very easily at this point so if I just google who's the richest person in the world it's going to give me 10 names who are all competing constantly and then I can just study what they do so instead of saying like somebody in my personal life or somebody that I've met around here um I, I just look for what works for people so if you study really successful business owners and really successful companies they all kind of have a common denominator and you can follow, you know, all the things that they do and kind of implement that on a small scale so that you can start scaling up. Is there like any person in particular that kind of stood out to you regarding that or someone that you looked at and it's like, you know what, I kind of want to build my business kind of the way that they did? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say one particular person. I think, though, that as far as a company is concerned, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Like, I feel like Jeff Bezos had this great idea um, that he just, he developed over time. into Like, he was not small-minded about it one bit. He started off with, like, books, and he's like, let's just sell books. And then never just closed his mind off to just books. Um, I feel like it very quickly in the big scheme of things. I mean, over time, it grew to something massive. Like people, they are making money as like suppliers and wholesalers on Amazon at this point, which in turn makes him money. So he grew this thing from like, hey, I'm going to sell books to like anybody can sell anything in the entire world and we'll get it there in two days. So like that kind of mentality. Um just thinking big and being able to put different groups of people on different things and, and be open-minded to like, Hey, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, we can just try something different. Um, That kind of mentality is, is really how I like to operate and how I like for everybody on the team to operate because there's not going to be necessarily one thing that's going to work over the course of time forever without having to adapt or having to, to change into something else. And if we don't limit ourselves as individuals in the team, then the team will never be limited. I will say Jeff Bezos has made Amazon almost 
it almost feels like a necessity at this point. Yeah, I didn't yes. know he started with just books. That was just new information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Study him. He's he's fantastic entrepreneur. Just amazing. I need them to fix Amazon Prime Video, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't I like the his issues with Amazon Prime. Yeah. I, I just don't like the interface of Prime Video, but that's different. But they it. Amazon almost feels like a necessity. They They don't because they get my money every (laughs) day. If you quit them, everybody else will still be there. (laughs) And I think that also like that kind of mentality, as you grow, uh, I know this is not necessarily team related, but I guess it kind of is because the sales team has to remember like no one customer should make or break you ever. Mm -hmm. So by opening the door up to all these other avenues that they're making income. You as a customer, while you feel important to you, and obviously if they're messing up like something big, they're they're gonna see the repercussions of that. But like, if you were to just say, I'm anti-Amazon right now, it would not <laughs> even be on their radar. No. And I think that the sales team here, um, over time, they, they start to realize like no one client is that big of a deal where we have to bend the rules or, or bend the protocol. Uh, so being able to just have that mindset where I'm going to keep going no matter what is, is a big thing on our team. I think there's a few, well, I would say all of our team members kind of carry that. Like I see that in the morning meeting, even when they don't have the best days, like there's just something in them. That's like, you know what? Yesterday wasn't the greatest, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to figure out what I what wasn't working yesterday and I'm going to figure out how to make it work today. Yes. And that's something. So when I do interviews for the sales team and even with other positions, I like to find out what motivates people and what drives them. So I'll, I tend to ask questions like, you know, what's your immediate goal? What's your five year plan? Like what, what do you want to get accomplished in the next 10 years? And that people say silly stuff in that moment because they're trying to figure out, you know, what I want them to say. But their answer always translates to something else. So me being able to read between the lines a little bit and see um, where there's like repetition in the way that people respond to questions, you can see what really motivates them. So like some people are motivated by money, sales team. Get on the sales team. If you want money, we'll show you how to make it. And the money can't be the number one motivator. Mm-hmm. There has to be like a partner with that where it's like sheer determination. So if somebody wants money, but they don't want to work for it or they get frustrated easily or like all these things, they come up with every reason why they can't get the money, not for the sales team <laughs> at all. So like those are things I like to figure out in the beginning mm-hmm. so that we can make sure to um, kind of hone in on that. So I, I like to treat everybody a little differently when it comes to their motivation. So some people need me to stay on them and like, you know, be a little harder on them than others. Some people that does not work for at all. Mm-hmm. So if I were to be, you know, stern or hard or like set these huge goals for people who aren't motivated by that, then there's going to be a disconnect. So mm-hmm. for those people who are opposite, you know, maybe I'm a little nicer. Maybe I give them a smaller goal, let them succeed. And then, you know, celebrate with them for a moment to keep them going. So, like, everybody's motivated by something different. 
But I think that having somebody at the top that understands that and treats those people the way that they need to be treated to be pushed, I think that that helps everybody succeed as well. So Seth, who would you say is like one person or who are the people that have like inspired you for the business that you're going into, you know, photography and things like that? Who who has, especially with you graduating, like who has been like an inspiration throughout this time? Like personal life or like just... Both. Who, who has inspired so, you? So like in my personal life, I'd have to, you know... I'd have to say my family, you know, and, you know, like I said earlier, being around like-minded people up here inspired me to raise my prices, but, like, just, you know, my family pushed me, like, helping, you know, just pushed me to graduate college. Well, I feel like I worded it bad. You know, just being a backbone and being there, like, while I was going through, like, tough times and you know, coming out on top, graduating college, but, like, being around everyone up here, being around people that, like, you know, have, like, minded goals, that inspired me to raise my prices. And then, like, outside of my personal life, I think someone that I look up to when it comes to, like, directing videos would probably be Cole Bennett. Like, the way he um started Lyrical Lemonade and, and just... It was just on a piece of paper. He wrote out his plan, and now he directs a bunch of music videos. It's it's huge now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just the way you know he kind of started just doing videos in his basement, and now he's like he sells out shows doing like summer um summer events. So that kind of inspires me, like. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't start off that way, like selling out summer <laughs> yeah, events. But yeah, like, start off exactly that way. Yeah, um, like I feel like when you start off, um, you have to find out what works, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's how he did that. Mm-hmm. Like he started small, figured out what worked, made it a little bigger, figured out what worked, made it a little bigger, and I think when you double down on things that work and immediately get rid of things that don't, you can grow something big. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I, um, I was watching his TED talk one time. And he's the very first show he threw was in like a garage or something. Okay. Like and now he's got now it's a huge one in Illinois, like every summer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Props to him. <laughs> Seems like all the best businesses and stuff start in garages. Yeah. <laughs> he started yeah. in a garage, Apple started in a garage, Google started in a garage. Okay. If you have a garage business right now, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so AAT, AAT started in like a, a side street, old downtown building that felt like a garage, if that counts. <laughs> so not even a garage, <laughs> almost a garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that... I think that when we are looking to grow, I want to be very clear with everybody. Listen, the people is what does it. Mm-hmm. The people does the, the people do it. So when we first started out, obviously I was just like selling stuff with the sales team because I had to, you know, and I did that for a long time. Um, it's very hard for you to be a one man band. You have to wear a lot of hats. You have to do a lot of things. Um, you cannot do your job to the best of your ability when you're trying to do all the jobs. 
So I think the biggest thing for me was figuring out how to put the people in the places to grow, um, which I'm sure, you know, who did you say? Cole? Cole Bennett. Cole Bennett. Uh, I'm sure he had to do the same thing. Like, I'm sure that first show in his garage was him, like, running around <laughs> like a chicken with his head cut off doing everything. Um, but over time, you realize, like, you have to have the people in those places. Um, with that being said, you have to pay the people to be in those places. That's I, I run across so many business owners who complain about not being able to hire people, especially in this market. Um, I like people don't want to work. All the kids, it's the kids, it's the 20-somethings, it's the college graduates. Um, those people, like, they don't want to to come to work. They don't want to help push the mission. You have to compensate people to do that. Like, you have mm -hmm. to be willing to say, okay, what is it that you need? How can I give that to you so that you can give whatever you need to to the company? Um, so that's something that it plays a big role in what you get out of people. If you're not willing to like, I don't even know what minimum wage is right now, like seven twenty five still or something. I think, I think that's like the federal. Okay. But Georgia goes off the federal, right? So that's what I'm fixing to look it up. Don't make me lie to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Georgia, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that's what it is. Georgia, Georgia minimum wage. Okay. seven twenty five an hour. So if I, filled any position here, including like just a, a paper pushing position. You know what I mean? Like something that just doesn't require any skill whatsoever that I could like stick in an office and they never had to talk like no skill at all. <laughs> if I put an ad out right now at seven twenty five an hour, do you know what kind of people I would have coming up in here trying to get a job? No, Absolutely not. So, like, <laughs> you cannot expect somebody to jump on board and, and go really hard for your goals and your purpose and the business's, like, you know, mission when you're paying them less than somebody at McDonald's or Wendy's. Mm -hmm. It's like you're going to get that type of person. I don't know about you, you guys, but when I go to fast food places, those people seem really miserable. Right. Like they don't want to be yeah. there and they make sure you know it. I don't want people like that representing my company. I will say that, <laughs> you know, as much as I love everybody here with all of my heart, and I really do, mm -hmm. I would not be coming here for seven twenty five an hour. No. No, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. I wouldn't expect you to. That literally is the equivalent of what, an eight hour day that's less than sixty dollars. Sixty dollars a day? Mm -hmm. No. I wouldn't wake up for that. No mm -hmm. that that would fill my gas tank up for like a week and a half. That's what a kid who is in high school, who has an after school job, who has somebody supporting them, who needs some side money. That's, that is what minimum wage is for. So for everybody working in a position that a high school student could do, and you're in that position trying to feed your family, get a better job. All right, first off. So I'm not knocking anybody who has a minimum wage job in their corporation, but treat treat that position accordingly. So if that position cannot be done by a high school student working after school, if, if that's what that position is for, great. And if you are in a position that a high school student could do and you want to be paid more, get it some skills. So I think that as long as you're compensating people for what you actually have them doing, you can find the right person for that job. So like a job that a high school student gets 
after school, making seven, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. They're excited. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't need nothing but a little gas money and some snack money, and you know, they don't, they don't need that much. But somebody trying to feed a family, you don't put people like that in those kind of positions. And as a business owner, I take responsibility for that. I think people have to remember that when it comes to jobs and and pay, like what you offer. Is a, is a direct reflection of the type of person that you're going to get. Yes. You offer seven twenty five an hour, you're going to get that person that's worth seven twenty five an hour. Yes. Yes. Or six. Because <laughs> people get jobs, they go up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, somebody who's worth five or six dollars an hour is going to go for an eight hour, eight dollar an hour job. Mm-hmm. If you're worth fifteen dollars an hour, you're going to go for a twenty dollar per hour job because you want to progress. Mm-hmm. So, you're definitely going to get people that you have to develop into a minimum wage <laughs> job. And, you know, I, I want to make sure everybody who's here, like, like I want them to not necessarily be money focused when they come to do their job. Like even the sales team, if they start focusing on the money that they're making off of what it is that they're doing, they start not putting deals together. Like you ultimately have to be here for the mission, which is to help dealers get their inventory right and and find things that they don't have and sell things that they need help with. So when that's the focus, you just consistently do it and the money just falls into place. So I, I definitely think money plays a big role in in building the team, but I don't think that it's the number one factor. Yeah. Like I think people in general, they need to be compensated for their work, but I think everybody wants to be part of something bigger than themselves yes. and be happy doing it. So you got to give both. Yes. And I think we have a great team. Thanks. I do too. <laughs> I love everybody who works here. <laughs> I think we've got a great team too. Yeah. So let's wrap up this episode. So my main takeaway from it is just make sure that, you know, you get someone that not only has work ethic, but also can, you know, that carries themselves well and also is willing to willing to work. Yeah. Willing to work and willing to like make things work with other people, even in moments where you might not get along with them. Yeah. And be willing to work through those types of situations and not hire anybody crazy. If you want someone that's, you know, worth their merit, pay them what they're worth. Right. And, you know, uh, we're not a family. We're a team. We are. We're a team. Definitely. And I think that, like, you have to, I don't know. I guess my biggest takeaway from all of this is put the right people in the right places and you'll succeed. So get a clear vision of what you expect from that person in that position and what the optimal person looks like and then go hire somebody who's close to that so you can develop them into what you need them to be. Mm-hmm. And before we close one more time, shout out to Seth for graduating Yay. from VSU with a bachelor's BFA, bachelor of fine right. arts. BFA. BFA. I will get that. BFA. You, are, you were there. You earned that. I will get it right at BFA. You got yeah. credentials now, Seth. I love that. With that three-hour graduation at seven o'clock at night, <laughs> it's only two hours. It's still too long for seven o'clock at Shout night. Shout out to VSU yeah. for making that happen hey, for Seth. I heard the fireworks show was great. Fireworks. Oh, you should have got out the car. Robert didn't get out of the car. There's a story behind that, but at that point, I was going to the restaurant to fulfill your reservation, oh, sir. Thank you. I was doing. I was helping you out. You're welcome. <laughs> but anyway, be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels: Facebook. 
Instagram. I was about to say Twitter, but we are not on Twitter. Nah. That is a dumpster fire Nobody right now. Should be and... on Twitter. <laughs> you don't but like yeah. Twitter. <laughs> no. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok. All of those are advanced auto transfers. And also, you look us up on YouTube. We host a show. We host a show. I host a show called This Is The Deal. And I'm talking about the latest and greatest in the automobile industry. We have a lot going on and we have even more coming up. So yeah. also visit us at www.autotransfers.com. If you are a dealer and you need inventory, we got you. We got it. Once again, I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Christy Brinson. And I'm Sashi. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out next week. I was about to say this is the deal. It's not, this, this is not the deal. This is how to and be a boss. this is how to be a boss. <laughs>